Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Geek Wave. This is the low budget show. It's the show so low it has no budget, and that's okay. We don't need a budget. We got time on our side. Time will eventually help us. Episode 40. I don't count episodes, but I believe this is episode 40. I'm thinking if we ever get to 50, which we will, of course, this year probably, doing a big show. We'll see maybe a live show. I don't like going live that often, so maybe I will. We'll see what happens. But this time around, I figured you waited long enough. I've been talking about doing this one for a while. Now that I say it, I don't know if I've been talking about it on camera or just off camera with people. But I've been saying I wanted to talk about the multiverse for a long time because I have a lot of thoughts and feelings on it, and I'm super excited to get into it. But before that, we have a couple pieces of news. Now, a few things I do want to get out of the way before we jump into the news. At As the time of this recording, so the week I recorded this, the weekend actually I recorded this, I was super busy, so I was like, I can't believe I found time to do it. But there's two big events that happened. I'm not going to cover everything that happened in them just because like I can't really get into like the minutia of it because there's not much to really say. First off, Netflix did their Geeked Week where they talked about all their upcoming properties that are like geeky and shit and there's a couple things in there we'll talk about when we get to that part. There's like one big thing in particular I want to talk about. But yeah, I don't know. It it was just it was a weird event because Netflix didn't really like show anything. They just like showed clips and shit which it wasn't that exciting if you ask me and it's just like Netflix reminds me and I I might be the one of the only people that thinks this just because I'm not a big fan of Netflix Netflix just reminds me of like the like how do you do fellow kids where it seems like every other streaming service or social media app has really just like pinpointed exactly what they're trying to say and Netflix is still trying to be like no we're still cool too do you guys remember us yeah Blockbuster remember them no we're better than Blockbuster but Netflix will be Blockbuster and I'm going to say 30 years. I am. Yeah, I'll come back when I'm 55 and we'll talk about how Netflix is dead. But yeah, that was a big thing. Netflix geeked week. And the other big thing currently going on as I'm recording this, it's day two of the show or day one. It's the Saturday I'm recording this. So maybe day two, I can't remember. E3 is going on. I don't talk about video games a lot, but those are big things happening in video games. So they're gonna be there's gonna be a lot of attention on that. Uh, cool. I don't know if there's like some big major revelations in the stuff I talk about. We will get into it, but there hasn't really been, so it's not that big of a thing. One thing I'm gonna say though about E3 because I did watch the live stream today, and this is gonna be from the perspective of somebody who doesn't own a console or play video games. I like that they're focusing on films about video games that are based on games you know we got werewolf within being a movie and they're focusing on that borderlands had a lot of focus even mythic quest had a lot of focus i like seeing that stuff because it's about video games and it doesn't have to be distinctly video game stuff it's just video game movies let's talk about them in a big bad way so that was kind of exciting to see actually with those out of the way we do have a couple pieces of news here i want to start with the one that just caught me off guard because i'm like what okay i'm on board but what do you got here so famous creator Rob Zombie, that that masterful man, I say masterful sarcastically, but I genuinely think he's a talented creator and I love all of, the, all of his stuff pretty much. He will be creating the Munsters reboot, which I'm just like, you've got to be shitting me. How is it we live in an era where the Munsters are returning? <laughs> like that is just bizarre. I like the Munsters a lot, but I'm like, really? The Adams family didn't really work. 
is this because we're doing that Wednesday show of Tim Burton? I think so. I love the Munsters, but really? Is this this the one? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Cool, man. Rob Zombie clearly likes the Munsters. It's something he's wanted to do for a long time, he's saying, so I will watch the hell out of this. I think they're saying it's a movie. That's great. Give me some good casting for these people. I will eat this up without any hesitation. I love this idea. The Munsters are great. If you haven't watched The Munsters, please watch The Munsters. They're fantastic. It's such a funny show. And on that note, we can switch to our next topic, which is kind of like, yeah, I saw this coming eventually. I'm glad it happened. So guess what's getting a movie? God Country. So that comic book that Donny Cates made that he's been referencing in Crossover, that really interesting book that I still haven't read. I will read it eventually now. I think it's important that I will. It's getting made into a movie. Now, here are my here are my initial thoughts on the announcement of a God Country movie. First off, I went obviously, and I went good for Donny Cates, but I kind of had an epiphany in my head, and this is something I've been working on personally as a as like a human. Is that when I hear other people succeeding, I get really like mad and jealous because I'm like, I want that. Why can't I do that? You know, I'm somebody who's constantly working on like scripts and comic book pitches, and I'm just haven't really had like the ability to really dive into that as much as I'd like to. And then when I see other people like, oh, their independent book just got picked up for a film, I get mad because I'm like, why can't that be me? That's something personally I've been working on. And when I saw the God Country News, I was like, oh, of course, Donnie Cates gets whatever he wants. But saying that, something I am trying to do. And I can't believe, I don't know why I've decided to go down this tangent in this video, but whatever, is like just working on seeing other people's successes as important and just like realizing that it's good too to have these things succeed. So as much as my my brain is telling me you should be mad and jealous and vindictive of all these people for getting their creator own things made, I'm just trying to be like, yeah, this is a good thing. I'm really happy for people like Jeff Lemire who got Sweet Tooth made and Mark Millar who got Jupiter's Legacy made. You know, these things are important. So I should be appreciating and celebrating that they're getting these opportunities. I shouldn't be vindictive or jealous. I should just be happy these things are happening. So that's what I'm going to do. God Country sounds like a great thing to adapt. It's from the guys that did Sweet Tooth. So great, man. You're probably going to hone into something really cool here. Good for you, Donny Cates. I'm genuinely proud. If it sounds sarcastic, I apologize. But this is really exciting. I'm happy for this idea. I hope it succeeds and does something cool. I really do. So, speaking of things that are really cool, this is the one piece of news I kind of wanted to talk about out of Geeked Week at Netflix. That is, we got our first official, like, trailer for Masters of the Universe, that Kevin Smith property that everyone apparently had a lot of opinions on online. First off, whatever you think, Tila should be a main character. Tila and Evelyn are pretty essential characters to the lore of Masters of the Universe. So, yeah, they should be in there. So shut up about them being main characters. They should be in there. Second off, holy shit, did this trailer blow my mind. Like, the action looked great. This The animation, stiff at times. We'll get into that when the show comes out. But it looked really fluid. The voice acting was there. The colors, oh my god, the colors were amazing. The way it looked and felt was exactly what I wanted from my Masters of the Universe reboot. It just looked so vibrant and colorful and perfect. I enjoyed that. Some Bonnie Tyler playing in the background. You got me sold, man. I love everything about this. I am still not 100% sold on Mark Hamill as Skeletor. That, to me, might be the one voice acting choice that is going to take me out of the fi- out of the show. 
because Chris Wood, he did really good, surprisingly, as as Prince Adam. I was like, whoa, they he really found that voice right away. Good for him. But Mark Hamill's just doing his regular thing, so it didn't, like, capture my interest what he was doing there. But whatever, it could be good, or it won't. We'll have to wait and see, but it looks good so far. I am, I'm impressed. So many references in that trailer, too. It was great. Roboto was there. Was it Clap? Clamp Champ was there. We didn't see Ram Man, which is like a big one that we haven't seen yet, which is surprising to me. Very exciting to see that. I can't wait to see. That's coming out July. That's very soon. I'm super pumped. And we got a couple of things from the world of DC to talk about. First off, we got our teaser look at Super Pets, which, you know, if you know anything about me, you know I'm a big fan of animation. Doing a Super Pets project is such a good idea. It is such a good idea. It's so smart and creative that I'm just impressed it took them this long to do it. Of course, The Rock will be voicing Crypto. Makes sense to me. I'm not complaining. They did announce Kevin Hart as Ace the Bat Hound, which I'm like, that's a that's an interesting choice. But then again, Kevin Hart's doing Borderlands, so he's willing to adventure into more action stuff, which I get it. I'd be impressed too. I, I hope they make Ace kind of like a dummy and Crypto's the smart one. I don't know. That'd just be really fun. A great voice cast too. It looks like it's going to be fun. And I love this idea because you have this entire world already built. The Super Pets have been around forever. So make it a show. Make it a movie. It sounds awesome. I hope we see other people in there. Kanga would be pretty cool to see. The Wonder Woman kangaroo would be fun. Uh, what's the name of the monkey from the Wonder Twins? That'd be cool. Who else is there? Goliath. If you wanted to get weird, Goliath would be pretty interesting to see. There's a bunch of them. You could do the horse. The horse had powers for a bit. I think there's a... Get Dex Dexstar as the villain. Oh my god, that would be sick. That would be so cool. <laughs> Just an angry cat <laughs> fighting the dogs. That would be sick. I would, I would eat that up for breakfast. I love that idea. I sold myself on that idea. What a good idea. <laughs> And kind of the last thing I wanted to talk about in terms of news was we got our official title for Aquaman 2, and it is called The Lost Kingdom, which, okay, I, I have some issues with the first Aquaman movie in particular. I, I don't know about the direction they went in terms of story. I don't think Aquaman should be Indiana Jones. Some people might love that idea, but I don't. I think Aquaman should always be your Thor analog. It's not Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is your Black Panther analog, but Aquaman should be like your old Shakespearean feeling character. This really intense battle between a man whose father was killed by Arthur coming after him, like the eternal battles of Atlantis and the other nations of the seas fighting each other. The Lost Kingdom is just such like an action adventure title that I don't think we're going to get that which kind of sucks. It just feels like, hey, Indiana Jones in the Lost Kingdom. Yeah, cool. Arthur Curry in the Lost Kingdom, whatever. I don't love the title, but if it means we're getting another Aquaman movie, that's good. If it makes a billion dollars, that's good too. I can't complain about more Aquaman. I'm just excited these things exist. So good job, dude. Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom of Atlanta, Aquaman in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, whatever you want to call it. Aquaman 2, 2 Aqua 2 Man. Good job. We're getting more Aquaman in a movie. Can you believe it? I certainly can't believe it, man. More Aquaman in a movie. Oh, boy. 
that's going to lead us perfectly into our topic. So when we come back from the break, because we do take breaks, even though it's just me starting up a new recording session after I go to the use of the bathroom, when we come back from the break, we'll be talking the multiverse of the two comic book companies that are kind of known for them. So sit back, relax, and when we come back from the break, tits up, guys. So depending on how people view this topic, this is either going to be a really fun one to discuss or a really bad one. Because I have opinions, and they're going to be very either controversial or supported, because there's nobody in the middle anymore, is there? Everyone's just one side or the next, but I'm in the middle on most things. And, okay, let's talk the multiverse in comics. Well, I want to break this down to three parts, actually. First off, we'll be talking about my thoughts on a multiverse concept in general, then we'll be talking about it in the two comic book publishers, and then we'll be talking about it in the live action and what I expect from them, and just my thoughts on that in general. And if it sounds like I've been drinking, it's because I have, and I, I don't know, man. Multiverses are very hit or miss. I don't think I actively seek out a multiversal like story or like book involving one, but when I do read it, there's some times where I'm like, ah, cool, you did something unique, and there's times where I'm like, oh, this sucks, <laughs> but whatever. So my thoughts on the multiverse in general. I, I like the theory that's in the real world where it's like every action we have is an infinite multiversal creation, and then there's just like expanding multiverses just based on any decision we make. That's interesting, but it's also like not believable, so it's kind of silly. But hey, it's kind of fun. I, I'd like to explore that idea. It's kind of cool. But I don't know. You know, when it comes to like, oh my goodness, are there infinite universes out there? I think the concept becomes a little silly and redundant at points because and then it just loses like all steam of being interesting or creativity is just dead now because it's just here we go here's the multiverse it's in a different place that thing you like to exist but not here or like hey it never ends nothing ever ends this is comic books motherfuckers nothing ever ends so when i decided to do this video my concept for the title was marvel versus dc who does the multiverse better and i went into that thinking well there's an obvious answer to who does it better. <laughs> and I guess I could share that with you guys now. So I'm not being biased. I'm trying not to present my argument as anything less than here we go. This is it. But DC does it better. DC has always done the multiverse better in comic books. Definitely, which we'll get into in a bit here and in live action. They just always have been on top of everything, that kind of stuff before Marvel. Now, We'll get into it because there's a lot of stuff I have to say about the live action ideas because I hate them. But let's start talking about the comic books first. So, like I said, I don't actively seek out a multiversal story. I just kind of go like, yeah, I guess this is what we're doing now. And I think if I were to ever like want to read a multiversal story, I'd go to DC for it. Just because they have been doing it better for longer. Their their entire world is pretty much built on the fundamentals of a multiverse. They did it first. They did it in the 50s with a flash of two worlds. They literally did a crisis on infinite Earths. They have literally been engrossed in that concept since their conception. They didn't do it for like a stunt ploy or anything. They did it because they had to fix their bullshit they made. So they made this concept that became inherent to other comic book publishers. And they copied them. 
that gives me a little more interest in DC stuff where it's like, we messed up big. We lost control of everything we were doing. Now we got to range it in and fix it. So we make a, a crisis and we get all the Earths back to normal. Then we mess it up again. Then we try to do it again. Then we mess it up again. Then we do it again. And now currently we're in an era of DC where everything that ever happened in a comic book or in live action or in anything you like involving the characters exists in one big omniverse, which is home to multiple multiverses, which is kind of fun. And, you know, I like this in DC more just because when you break down like the fundamental understanding of these comics, when you look at what they represent, DC has always been the bigger picture. They have always just been, we're literally going to create a story about why comic books are weird. Like we're literally an analog for the writer and the Superman is the person and the editors are coming to stop him. So he'll do like the grandiose thing and end it all. And we're going to be like, hey, we're like Joni the Dark version of a Batman. Isn't he bad and gross? And you guys hate this, but you love it and it makes money, but he's a monster. DC plays with meta narrative so much more and that just makes it larger in scale. Look at Death Metal, for God's sakes, look at Death Metal. That's just a large-scale production of how comic books fold in on themselves every other week. Which, I, I like that concept, because it handles itself in a more playful and silly manner. Which, when you're dealing with a concept like the multiverse, you should do that sometimes. Because when we just compare the two universes and their multiversal bullshit... I want you to look at this, because it's going to make me sound like a dick, but Marvel has always been like, it's important to keep things in check, everything has to be streamlined, and the same, all these Spider-Men are here for a reason, but we have to keep them in check, look at the Ultimate Universe, we're not going to mess this universe up, but then you do, and you fold it in for some reason, and it becomes weird again, but DC's like, oh yeah, evil Superman, yeah, evil Batman's an owl. Yeah, they're silly. Look at them. Hardy, har, har. That's Earth 3. That's Earth 3, everybody. Oh, Earth 2 before a crisis? Yeah, that's just where old Superman lives. Yeah, it's silly, guys. We, we did stuff. Cowboy, Cowboys. There's vampire Batman. It's silly. Look, look how silly it is. Look how much silly stuff we're doing. Sometimes they'll just kind of fold in on itself, and other times it just happens to exist, you know? DC is just more loose with their multiverse, which is weird because they literally created a roadmap, you know? That silly poster you can buy with the 52 worlds. They're just so loose with their multiverse, and for some reason, I think that's what makes it work better. Because Marvel has always been, and I'll be honest with you guys right now, I haven't read as many like multiverse Marvel books, but Marvel has always been... If we're getting all the Spider-Men together, it's for a world-ending event, and it's serious and hardcore. But DC is just like, nah, fam. Look at how silly this evil Batman just became. He's literally punching creation itself. Look at all of us together just acting up and weird, man. And I, I respond to that more because inherent, inherently, I should say, the concept of a multiverse is silly. You know, if it was real, like, supposedly if it was real, there'd be a version of me that's like a tyrant somewhere, which is just really silly and dumb, you know? So play with it in the dumb way. And I'm not saying Marvel doesn't play with it in the dumb way, but, you know, Marvel just doesn't do it the right way. <laughs> and I hate to say that, but they haven't. You know, they, they tease the ideas a lot, you know? They got Nexus characters, and we open up this big plethora of, like, event and Nexus and all this stuff, and we can rewrite history, and they got beings like Eternity, and all these grandiose things, but really, it's just, 
not there yet. It just never had that full effect. And every time that like somebody rewrites reality in Marvel, whether it be like House of M or Age of Apocalypse or you know Secret Wars, that kind of stuff, it comes back together in the end in a way that's just like, yeah, it went back to normal. So really, it didn't matter. Where DC is just like, yeah, that crazy shit happened over there. But now it's kind of not there, but it still happened if you wanted it to. So it's like, ah, we're just weird, man. None of it makes any sense. So I do think there are examples of good multiverse use in both companies. Because I think some clear examples for Marvel, whether you love it or not, the Ultimate Universe was very good for them. It showed them like we can start over again and get new fans invested in this, which is a very important thing to do sometimes. So I like that. Spinning Miles Morales out of that really helped too, but then you folded him into the main universe, which is just weird to me. You know, just have the story over there. Quit worrying so much, guys, but whatever. Spider-Gwen, yeah, you get it. It's fun. Mar See, Marvel's just like, we do our big events like that sometimes with Marvel, but they're just never interesting, you know? You can say what you will about Spider-Verse and Spider-Geddon. We'll get to live action stuff in a bit. I'm going to clasp some of like the animated stuff into live action too. But it's just like the comic books, Marvel just doesn't go for it sometimes, which sucks to say. But there's sometimes they do, you know, that they push the boundaries, Spider-Verse being a big thing, which I, I don't like Spider-Verse for one big reason. That big reason has always been you're destroying the concept of Peter Parker by making him a multiversal being. I mean... If you want my honest two cents, which some people do, some people don't, I have, you know, okay, Nexus beings, if somebody, if this is the right, like, idea of a Nexus being, please let me know. If it's not, please correct me. But a Nexus being is somebody who exists in a timeline, and it's only one version of them. I think that should be Peter Parker. Now, I, I like the concept of stuff like Spider-Ham and Spider-Man Noir, you know, Spider-UK, Spider-Punk. I love those concepts and what they represent. But I don't like the idea that there's multiple Peter Parkers. I think what some of those did well, like Miguel O'Hara, like Gwen Stacy, like, you know, just different interpretations of that, just giving us different versions of a spider character is more interesting than it just being Peter Parker. Because Peter Parker should be a Nexus being, in my opinion. There should only be one Peter Parker who's constantly struggling all the time. That's the one we should follow. But I don't know. I, I'm trying to think, like, those big events that Marvel does where it's kind of like multiversal they're not really multiversal more so than they are like rewriting reality which isn't as interesting honestly it's just like yeah we know it's gonna go back to normal like it's not unique it's not creatively different you're just changing it up enough which some people like i respect that i understand the need to do that but go a little crazy you know just have a little more fun with it and you know i I don't go to Marvel for my big concept stuff because Marvel doesn't do big concept all that much. You know, like some some like their big events, like Civil War, I'd say that's big concept. Secret Wars, definitely big concept, but none of those things are really like poking into the fabric of meta narrative and how the multiverse is in itself a silly idea. Look at Dark Knight's Metal, look at Crisis on Infinite Earths, these are just things that we have to do because of how lun lunacy our, our universe has become. And that kind of responds to me more. So, when it comes to, like, just the full-on 
multiverse. I do think DC does it better. It's played a little more loose, you know, and that to me is more appealing than just trying to like do some weird stuff. I don't know. Like, like I said, I, that's what DC has always been to me. DC has just been, these are gods and like intensely powerful aliens and beings and literally just monstrous people posing as a, like as humans and just becoming like these weird high concept ideas. And then when it, that's your focus, you can go to those areas. You can be like, yeah, our multiverse is collapsing in on itself. We have to rally every single person from the multiverse to this location. And then if you flip over our poster, beneath that's an even darker multiverse. That's pretty cool and silly. That's a comic booky thing to do. But DC, but Marvel, I should say, has just been like, yeah, we'll see what happens. We have these timelines we can play of, you know, we got things like the TVA and Nexus beings and different dimensions. Marvel's more of the dimension thing, you know? And I think there's a difference. I don't think, like, a dimension is the same as a multiverse because dimensions are just a little more darker sounding, you know? And I'm not going to say what the clear difference is because there probably isn't one, but you wouldn't call like the Flashpoint, say the, okay, say like the crime syndicate is its Earth. That's part of the multiverse. You wouldn't call that a dimension. A dimension could be within a multiverse. And that's where like Marvel plays with more. So when it comes to comic books, DC does the multiverse better. They just, they're just more loose with it. They have more fun with it. They're willing to experiment with it more and tell really fascinating, intense narratives with that concept. So that's always been my understanding and thoughts on DC when it comes to their multiverse. With Marvel, it's like, we're not going to go far into it. We'll, we'll just like play with it a little bit, but we're going to reel you back in, which is fine. People like that. I don't. So... I, I mean, the comic books, there's so much we could go into on it, really. You know, we could talk all day about, like, what Crisis of Infinite Earths meant, what the Spider-Verse meant, what these big events mean for the multiverse, and, like, what the Omniverse represents at DC currently. But, I mean, you guys are here because you want to hear my thoughts on live action, isn't that right? Because I have a lot to say on the live action stuff. And this is out of slight to both companies. So, the problem we are facing with our live-action multiverse ideas for Marvel and DC, I think it starts with Into the Spider-Verse, which is a perfect movie. It is one of the few superhero animated comic book, whatever you want to call it, movies ever made. It is so good and concise, and just everything about that movie works perfectly and flows beautifully. I have no complaints about that movie whatsoever. What I do have complaints of is every other studio trying to cash off that. So... Let's start with Marvel's attempt that they've been slowly building to this reality. WandaVision set it up a little bit, Loki is currently setting it up, and then we are getting the Multiverse of Madness. Now, I could talk about why I don't like that for a Doctor Strange movie, and it's pretty much just going to come down to, I don't need all this other shit thrown into my Doctor Strange movie, I'm here to see Doctor Strange, you want to give me some multiversal bullshit? Do that somewhere else, don't do that to Doctor Strange. But the thing that makes the multiverse different on live action than a comic book is what you're doing. You know, when it comes to a comic book, you are not weaponizing nostalgia. You are just simply telling this world, this is Earth-34, all the women are different, all the Aquawoman, Superwoman, Batwoman, they're all girls. You know, that kind of stuff. In this Spider-Man comic book, here's this different, darker take on the character. Woo, in the Ultimate Universe, look at Iron Fist. That's not weaponizing nostalgia. 
the problem that the live action stuff is going towards in terms of their multiversal stuff is they are trying to weaponize nostalgia. Look at every report and rumor about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming into this Spider-Man movie. Was it called Far From Homelander or something? Oh, oh, I just... That stuff, you know, I said it even in the comic books. Peter should be his own thing. Having multiple Peter Parkers, multiple Spider-Man takes away from the effects of that character and what he represents as being the everyman. And when every person in the world is the everyman, nobody's the everyman. It's just so boring and stupid. I think just taking the just those worlds, everything they're saying, here comes Alfred Molina, here comes Jamie Foxx, here comes all these things you remember from these movies, is just trying to do that thing, like that classic bit, like the member berries, where it's like, remember this, remember this, like, shut up, we know it exists. And it's like, you're just using the cash flow, you're just using the narrative that we can get these people back to get people to see your movie. You're not actually like, producing anything interesting with that you're just like yeah here's andrew garfield look at that you can see him as spider-man again look how intense that is instead of just being like hey we can start our own multiverse and not use the stuff we've seen before which i think is what they should do because those are relics of their time we don't have to go back to them every second of every day and it sounds like i'm bashing on marvel for this because i don't need to see toby Maguire come back i don't need to see andrew garfield come back i don't need to see half the people who might be rumored to be appearing in doctor strange coming back the marvel multiverse doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't sound interesting to me and that's why, like, Loki's just been so focused on, like, keep this timeline normal. This is the timeline we should focus on. Don't fuck it up. But they're going to fuck it up because that's what Marvel does. They just play with everything so much that it happens there. I'm not excited for Far From Home for that reason because I'm just like, you can't make this right without it just looking like you're trying to get people in with the idea of this cash grab. I'm shitting on Marvel a lot, but DC is doing it too. If this fucking flash movie this is your first solo flash movie ever and you think giving us every version of batman is a smart idea that's not a flash movie that's ridiculous i don't need to see ben affleck or michael keaton or whoever the fuck's coming in as their batman i'm not here to see that give me a batman movie when that's happening then i don't need to see that and this one, DC more so is reactionary. It's like, oh, they're doing their multiverse thing. We got to do our multiverse thing. What I will give credit to when it comes to both of these properties is introducing new multiversal characters in your multiverse movie. America Chavez and Doctor Strange 2, good idea, good call. The multidimensional superwoman that will be appearing in The Flash, good call. That's a smart idea. But you're going to undermine those characters' representations when you say, here comes Ryan Reynolds, here comes Michael Keaton. What is the point of doing that? It doesn't help anybody to like weaponize this idea that you like this guy from the 80s. Here he is again. Shut up about it. It's not helping anything. You're not adding anything to your universe or your multiverse. You're just saying, yeah, this all matters. Where I will give it credit to at DC is how they handled it in the Crisis on Infinite Earths event for the CW. That, to me, is what you should do. Don't give me the Michael Keaton thing. Give me the little, like, side piece where you're like, yeah, you know this world exists. Here's Burt Ward. Give me those. That's better. That's more interesting. It's just It was just more creatively fun and satisfying in that Crisis event. It wasn't the best, but it worked surprisingly well. 
which I enjoyed to see. The Brandon R. Superman stuff, that's what you should do. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just, there is just so much about the multiverse on live action that it's not time for, but you're trying to rush this thing because you need to, what, show people we can do more with less or less with more? Are we at this point where everything's coming redundant and we can just, like, recycle the actors and give them more money to reprise their role? I think that's lazy, I think it's boring, and it does nothing to make me excited for that property or anything those are working on. So I'm not excited for Far From Home, I'm not excited for the Flash movie, and I'm not excited for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. It's just saddening to me that we're just not letting these characters have their own time in a universe and doing the multiversal thing in its own separate event. Like a Crisis on Infinite Earths, that was a five-part event that spanned a lot of stuff. You didn't just have it in one episode of The Flash just saying i don't know i i just i wanted to talk about this because i think it's very important the multiverse is going to be more prominent now than ever and we should explore what it represents what it's trying to become what it is exactly and to me the multiverse represents endless possibility because there is endless possibility the problem that both companies have seen is getting it a little too out of control you're, you're going a little too hard sometimes and you're losing focus on what matters about your multiverse you dc did it in the 80s we got crisis on infinite earths you know marvel is going to do it soon look at what loki's up to it's just really interesting the things we focus on in the multiverse and at the end of the day when it comes down to who does it better you can't look any further than dc they just literally built their own multiverse into existence and then they made it an omniverse and you they have a poster that's pretty impressive and the multiversity comic is a great example of what you can do with a multiversal story i just think they become so much work, they become so redundant at times, and they just don't get there every single time you want them to. They can be fun, you can have good stuff in a multiverse, but at the end of the day, you just leave yourself going, okay, I guess Andrew Garfield appeared, that's cool. I've never been excited for an actor to reprise their role in anything, I'm just like, great, just give me a good story, don't give me the actor. But that's just me. And when it comes to my comic books... If you're going to give me, like, the hardcore multiversal thing, make it fun. Don't try to, like, make it a serious concept because the idea of infinite Earths where anything is possible is kind of silly. I think it's a funny thought experiment, but it's inherently silly, so don't make it serious. Just make it kind of campy. And when it comes to the campy, DC does it better. Now, I'm not saying Marvel isn't without their charm. They have some seriously funny stuff going on sometimes, but DC just picked... DC just had it right from the beginning. Right when those two flashes came to save that person, DC knew exactly what they were doing with a multiverse. Got carried away, sure, who hasn't? But they just have been doing it better consistently for years, and I can't fault them for that. I can't fault either company for the multiverse stuff because that's what people want to see. That's what they're expecting. And we're getting a lot of good stuff. So my hope is that after these weird events, we do get some good multiversal stuff because we're getting the African-American Superman, which I'm hoping is Calvin Ellis or Val Zod. We'll have to wait and see. We could be getting a lot of interesting stuff over at Marvel too, but I don't know. It's just really weird. So let's let's recap my three thoughts, the three topics I wanted to talk about. How do I feel about the multiverse? Fun talking piece, a silly concept that doesn't really go anywhere. In the comic books, it goes to DC. They just have more fun and interesting stories being told with those kind of events, and it just adds more to it. 
And when it comes to live action, I don't want either of them to weaponize nostalgia for terms of their characters or story. But if I'm going to watch any of them, it's going to be all of them just because I do this for a living now. I'm talking about this stuff. Good job, everyone. I don't know. This, this is not a good video, but it's important to talk about these things because they do matter to people. And when you talk about stuff like this, it gives people new perspectives. So hopefully you are going into these movies with an open mind like I will be. And hopefully you can find something cool in the comic books for either company that is multiversal. But if you want my ultimate decision on who does it better, it's DC. They've always done it better. They will always be doing it better. So before we leave every geek wave, I like to give you a couple of recommendations and let's stick to some multiversal stories in this world. You know, we got some Elseworlds maybe to talk about. Speeding Bullets is a good Elseworld. Check that one out. Read Flashpoint if you want a really weird story. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Read that one. Anything with the crime syndicate's great. Multiversity is such a good book. Read Secret Wars from Marvel. You could read any of those weird events from Marvel. Spider-Geddon into the Spider-Verse. Just watch that movie. And you'll get everything you want from that universe and more. That is going to do it for this rendition of Geekwave. If you have any comments you'd like to leave for me, please leave them in the comments below on the YouTube channel. If you just want to email me with any topics, please do that. As always, you guys can check me on Instagram, Patreon, Twitter, and TikTok now. And of course, I will catch you guys in the next one. Have fun. Stay safe. Good luck.